Dave Darren Real Alternative Radio, Planet 93.9. Mike Schultz from the River Cities Reader joins us here on Thursday mornings. And Mike was kind enough to come in a little earlier than usual. How's the car? Because we have uh, Matthew Sweet coming on the show in a matter of moments here. Oh, there he is. Hey, Mike Schultz. Hey, how you doing? The car is fine. Thank you. So far, so good. I I made it through the entire paper route last week and everything was good. So, yes. I'm knocking things even as we speak, but yes. Mike is the movie critic, and he's an editor there at the River Cities Reader, and he joins us here on Dave and Darren Thursday morning to talk about the films that he has seen. Let's get started with the big movie yeah. from last week, and that would be Argyle. Argyle. Yeah, it's crummy. It's bad. It's uh, And I, well, I don't like the director anyway. It's Matthew Vaughn who did the Kingsman series. I find them all obnoxious, hyperactive, and and dumb. And uh, this one is uh, just like that, except it has less energy than those films. And so the only time so that I, doesn't help. So that doesn't help. <laughs> the only time I enjoyed it was when it was just off the charts nuts, which yes. only happens like twice, and you got to wait almost two hours for that to happen. Uh, there's like one crazy scene involving smoke bombs of different colors and ice skating on an oil slick and it's all just dumb as all get out but at least it moves yeah and it's like okay this works um and it's a real waste of a good cast i mean you have like john Cena, who's not allowed to do anything at all sam jackson is basically employed to show up and watch a basketball game on tv <laughs> that's it he must have had a great time he's like i'm getting paid for this all right uh Sam Rockwell is and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard are the leads and they're bearable, but it's just it's just foolish and I, I I don't understand why Matthew Vaughn gets all this credit for his action scenes that are scored to pop tunes because they don't there's no there's no rhyme or reason to why we're using this one they don't play off each other thematically it's I hated everything it was just bad your mom liked it my mom liked it yeah. Well, she yeah, she had a good time. She yeah, she likes nice people, and this starred a couple of nice people. You mentioned in your review, and I would love for you to expand on this yeah. a little bit. The, the, there's a cat in the. Oh, you can't get away from the cat. The, the cat is in it, and you can't figure out when it's a, a computerized cat and when it's a real cat. It always looks like a computerized cat, which is weird because the lead is oftentimes holding the cat and walking around with the cat, and you're like, that's got to be a real cat, but it looks phony. It's it looks like his face is always CGI, so it will match the CGI expressions later. So <laughs> I actually think that yeah. they did that, yeah. that they got rid of actual expressions. And his face, face, I mean, a lot of kitties have flat faces, but this one's like like a 90-degree angle flat face, and it's off-putting. <laughs> so the whole just thing, puzzling. I just, yeah. And, you know, and that was from the trailers. You saw the cat, and you were like, oh, my goodness, the, the fake kitty, you know, that's, it gets involved in the wacky shenanigans, as we talked about. It was, uh, yeah, without, atrocious. Without ruining a movie that yeah. you would you'd probably rather none of us see. Yeah. There is a big twist at the end of Argyle. Well, Did there, that work for there you? There are nine or ten. Oh, so no. Oh, okay. Because you don't buy anything from the start. And so every time it switches and, you're, and they're like, and here's what's actually happening. You're like, I, I care less than I did last time. And so by the end, I just... Was thrilled it was over. I hear though that he's prepped two sequels already for this. For this, okay. So what else is has he done? Anything else other than the Kingsman? The Kingsman, uh, Kickass, the first oh, Kickass. Okay, all right. I, he did. I think he did one of the X Men. I'm not positive about that. I his name is familiar from maybe directing the worst X Men movie, but I'm not. 
Okay. I boy, can't, and boy, can't that's quite a list, recall. isn't it? Yeah, right. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so, but uh, this thing only made like sixteen million off a two hundred million budget, and so oh. I could easily see those sequels going by the wayside. Yeah, you might have uh, written some sequels, but uh, in terms yeah, of <laughs> right, in terms of getting money, yeah, that's uh, happening. I just don't know. He also did a movie called Layer Cake that people enjoyed. Layer Cake. Yeah, Daniel Craig's in that, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. He did X Men First Class. There we go. Yeah. All right. Well, that one wasn't bad, I guess. Okay, but still, yeah. Switching gears. Uh, the Zone of Interest, a Holocaust drama. Yeah, this one's this one's interesting. Uh, up for best picture, yes. Up for best picture and director and screenplay and international film, a whole bunch. Okay. Um, okay, and this one we talked about, I think, a little bit last week, where it's all set in a house from, uh, right behind Auschwitz. Oh, boy. Uh, where the commander of the camp lives there with his wife and his five kids. And the whole movie is basically just them hanging out at the pool and having lunch and having guests over, and, and you just hear faraway background noises of gunshots and screaming and it's all very muted and nobody nobody none of the family notices and cares you know and so it's all about that the idea of like you don't see it it's not happening dad goes to work dad goes to work and kisses the kids and there we go my problem with it the first time i saw the one time i've seen it so far is that after about 15 minutes of this there's really nothing more that they can tell you about this it's it's now an exercise in watching the same thing happen for an hour and 45 minutes. Uh-huh. So I thought it was, <clears throat> I thought it got a little dull and a little self-indulgent. And then this past weekend, I went back to visit the folks and my sister-in-law had seen it too. And she agreed with me about everything. But while we were describing the movie to my mom, we kept talking about these scenes that were sticking in our heads. That was like, oh, and that thing, that moment was creepy. Oh, and that was something else. Oh, well, that one really bothered me. And we started realizing, oh, this, this worked works. on us yeah. in ways we didn't expect. Hmm. Or because, notice it first. Exactly right. Because I think the idea behind it is, of course, the, the banality of evil. And, you know, it's, it's just what the, what the Germans chose to do. And they, at one point, without giving anything away, they jump ahead many decades and kind of show how the same thing is happening regarding the Holocaust now that was happening then. Uh, and it kind of implicates you in the process in a way where it's like even you watching this movie is a way of you not facing what actually happened. Oh, wow. So it was, so I need to see it again at least one more time um, because I think it's genius, even though I didn't care for it the first so time. So did you have to delay, did you delay your review or no? I delayed my review until after the weekend, yes. Uh, and uh, that's interesting you ask because I actually wrote like a couple paragraphs yeah. on Friday before I went back to visit the parents and uh, scrapped them. Yeah, came back. get rid of them. It huh? did, yeah. Or I, I kind of rejiggered one of them. Yeah. So that it was like, okay, this is more of how I'm feeling now. And the review is basically all like, I don't know either, folks. I will be seeing it again. So, yeah, I'm glad I saw it. It's at Last Picture House and uh, is doing really well at the box office. I think for the same reason, everyone's just like, I need to see this thing, whatever okay. it is. Yeah, it was something. You also saw a movie, again, switching gears. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, when when, when we last weekend. saw Young Mike Schultz, we talked about this movie <laughs> Scrambled, and you said, I don't know the first thing about yeah. who this woman is or what this movie is. Yeah. You kind of fell in love. I kind of did. Yeah. Leah McKendrick is her name. Um, never heard of her. Never heard of her. What has she been in? I don't even know. Um, 
No, I, I mean, I referenced something that she was in, and now Bad I Moms, you mentioned in the Bad Moms, review. right? And that's already gone from my brain. Well, that's like Mila eight Kunis, years ago, yeah. Mila Kunis was in it. That's all I remember. Right. Um, but she's, uh, she wrote it, directed Stars in. It's about a woman who's a mid 30s drunken party animal who decides, uh, I better freeze my eggs because I don't know if I ever do want kids, but if I do, mm-hmm. it would be nice to have that process. And she tries to find the right. Uh, tries to find a guy that maybe she can just have a baby with the normal way, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so it's, it's it's one of those movies. It's a coming a late coming of age movie, mm-hmm. um, but it's very very funny, really sharp dialogue, and it's also really instructive because I didn't know what all goes into the process of freezing eggs. First of all, it costs about eight to ten grand to do this. You have to give yourself shots in the stomach like twice a day for weeks at a time to kind of prep your body for the procedure. And so once they get in, start getting into the dramatic angles of it, I was really kind of, I was, I was engaged. I was going, okay, what this, that's hard. That's a major choice that you're mm-hmm. making. So as goofy as she is at the start, she winds up becoming really moving and, uh, and empathetic. And it's a, uh, it's a real cool blend of genres. It was, it was strong. I, I wish more people knew about it. It's a good one. Yeah. What are we sending you off to see? A new Diablo Cody movie? Yeah, Lisa Frankenstein. First of all, that's a name, Diablo Cody. I hadn't heard in forever. It's been a while. Remember when, like, that yeah. was that yeah. was that the thing? Like, this woman is going to change Hollywood. Absolutely. Uh, that that didn't happen. No, there I mean, are... but she's always working, and right? That's, you know, it's always like under the radar stuff. There was that movie called Tully from a few years ago with Charlize Theron, where she plays a nanny uh, who has like no memory of this. Okay, all right. Um, was it any good? It's decent. It was okay. Young adult was great. Uh, Jennifer's bo- Jennifer's body had moments. So. I, I read an essay over the weekend that Jennifer's body, when you look at it now, yeah, is a much better movie. Oh, good. Okay. That when it then that that was ahead of its time. Okay. I've only seen it the once. So I just I just think the dialogue is just it's just it's so it's precious. Strong. Oh gosh, so twee. Yeah. yeah it like, really uh, it really is. So this is a movie called Lisa Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. Young girl uh, kind of reanimates a, a a zombie comes out of his crypt and she hangs with him and they start looking for body parts to make him whole. They call it a coming of rage <laughs> love story. Oh, isn't that cute? Isn't that of, that's so Diablo. A misunderstood teenager and her high school crush who happens to be a handsome corpse. After a set of playfully horrific circumstances bring him back to life, the two embark on a murderous journey to find love, happiness, Boy, and a is, few missing body parts along the way. This is the genre way. of the season, isn't it? Yeah, it's, that's the thing now. Yeah, didn't Emma Stone just make this movie? <laughs> yeah, it feels like it. It's still out, I think. Yeah, I think right. you can still catch Double it. Double feature. <laughs> right. Yeah, Lisa and that's like the big Valentine's Day release this feature. time, you know? Weird. Lisa Frankenstein. Does this? I'm looking at some stills here. Is this a movie set in the 1980s? It is. Okay. Uh, Which is also its own kind of twee. Yeah, but yeah. What you yeah, gonna I do? I survived the 80s. I don't recall them quite so <laughs> fondly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Is that the only movie we're sending you to uh, see? There's something called Out of Darkness, which is uh, like a thriller set thousands of years ago. Do I have that correct? Out it's, of Darkness. Yeah, it's a foreign language film, and I can't remember what where country is this, it's where from. Where is this playing? At, at uh, Davenport Cinemark. Okay. Yeah. Out of Darkness. Out of Darkness. We're not finding anything? Um. Well, I'm just, I can't get past Diablo Cody doing that. <laughs> Understood. I've got yeah, uh, yeah. Here it is. Out okay. of darkness. So this is already opened. Uh, 
in bigger markets, I think, yeah. All right. Okay. 45,000 years ago. There we go. Whoa. A small boat reaches the shore of an inhospitable landscape. Six people have struggled across the narrow sea in hopes of finding a new home. When night falls, hope turns to terror as they realize they are not alone. Okay. As relationships in the group begin to fracture, a determined young woman confronts the terrible actions needed to survive this horrifying and mysterious new enemy. I think I'm all in on this. Now, this is a foreign film. Yeah, the preview looks kind of creepy. So, no, we'll give it a shot. And it's like nice, nice tight 90 minutes, I think. Uh, Yeah. That's good. It's rated R, one hour, 28 minutes, buddy. Ooh, that's my jam. Okay. Hey, you know what? We forgot to mention The Greatest Night in Pop, if I can just do a quick plug for that. So this is on Netflix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you loved it. It's about the creation of We Are the World. It's yeah. uh, it's the backstage pass to We Are the World for an hour and 40 minutes. And I'm sorry. I mean, it's unbelievably delightful to see 40 years ago Springsteen yeah. and Lionel Richie and Cyndi Lauper. I mean, it's just, it's, you forget I heard how someone sick talking that about was. this and how they're like, I've already watched it eight times, and I'm going to watch it eight more times. <laughs> that's how. That's kind of how I felt. I was yeah. like, yeah. I mean, because it's fascinating. You learn so much stuff, and the modern day recollections are great. They they interview again uh, Richie and Huey Lewis and uh, Sheila E, who you feel terrible for because she knew she was just there so they could get Prince's phone number. You know. Mm. She was pretty much on board with that, you know. Oh no! Uh, but it did break her heart. She was once she, she said, "Once I figured that out, you know, cause she never got a solo line or anything. She got yeah. thrown in the back with Dan Aykroyd." Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would watch it a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so much fun. So I, I read uh, I read that at one point because it's footage from today, but also footage from that night, yes, right? Right. Yeah. And it's crazy to me that we've not seen that footage anywhere. Well, else. I think they had like a long form video when the. When the first when the first video came out, mm-hmm. I think they did like a half hourish version. But of course, it was cleaned up like crazy. It was like yeah. everyone got along. Yeah. Al Giro was not drunk. Oh, Al Giro a- was hammered, huh? <laughs> yes, oh. hammered. Oh, that's good yes. to see. Uh, yeah, I, I I guess my my thing that I want to see. I mean, we just canceled the Netflix, and oh. now darn it, of course now. Well, if you now, get it back, you have something to look forward to. That's what I need to watch. Yeah. Um, but I'm told that there's a, a time where. Paul Simon's in the room, mm-hmm. and he's looking around at Springsteen and Michael Jackson and everybody who's there, mm-hmm. right? And and Paul Simon looks at the camera and says, if a bomb goes off in this place, John Denver's back on top. <laughs> it's so rude. That's, <laughs> so, that's, so very that's rude. fantastic. It is a great line, but... John Denver was fine. Leave him alone. But it's filled with stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's one point where they, where Cindy Lauper's doing her solo, and you hear, and they hear this background noise on the recording that sounds like people making fun of her in the background. Uh. And they, and she actually addresses them and is like, "It's not nice for you to do that, and you shouldn't do that." And they're like, "Oh wait, we figured it out. It's your bracelets making that noise." And she's like, "Sorry, everybody." <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> From the top. All right, it's so great. Nobody's laughing at you, Cindy. Your bracelets, your bracelets are making, are making noise. the noise. Oh, I gotta see it's this. It's priceless. It's just great. He's Mike Schultz. He is a movie critic and an editor at the River Cities Reader. Read his reviews in the pages of the Reader and online at rcreader.com. Mike, great thanks to you for coming in. Thank you, guys.